Digicom Weekly Growth Marketing Podcast. Hey everyone, on today's show, we have Jesse Clements. Uh, Jesse was a uh, partner of ours and he is solving a lot of challenges in digital. Um, very excited to have him on. Jesse, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on. Really excited to to chat today. I'd love to jump into your background and allow our audience to learn a little bit about you and all of the great things you've done and also what you're building. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my background has been in uh, ads, specifically programmatic ads. For about a decade, I worked in the exchange world. Um, For folks familiar with the exchange world, that means programmatic. Um, For folks unfamiliar with the exchange world, that means typically real-time bidding ads, so trading of ad space on traditional publishers, think Viacom or BuzzFeed and um, selling off ad space to the highest bidder uh, using audience uh, targeting technology. And I worked in that space for a bunch of years. I was at Google for a bit, was at two different startups. Uh, One was acquired by Google, one was acquired by Facebook. Uh, Spent most of my career in terms of time and probably most of my career in terms of learning as well at uh, Meta, uh, previously known as Facebook when I was there. Uh, and in my time at Facebook, I worked on a product called Audience Network and did a bunch of stuff in the gaming world. Probably most interestingly work, I worked on some connected TV products. And uh, now I'm building High Tide, which is a SMS growth tool for Shopify merchants. Amazing uh, that, you know, you you have uh, expansive knowledge, especially like in programmatic. And it's cool that you were part of uh, two acquisitions. And I, I know, you know, Maybe the future for what you're looking for for high tide is an exit, and since you've gotten experience, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know the the best part uh, about both my startup experiences was the kind of feeling of growing a company, a shared mission, you know, having huge impact within a smaller organization. Uh, so that's that was like you know um, a total mind shift for me. Uh, being part of those two startups and the overall experience of the startup world, as I'm sure you can relate to, um, and probably many of the listeners can relate to is so much different than a bigger company. And, you know, throughout my time at Facebook, I was, yeah, I enjoyed maybe not every second, but most majority of my time overall, um, that was kind of a fire hose of learning. One of the best things about working there was your, you know, if you're like me, especially on the business side, working with product teams and engineers and some of the brightest minds uh, in the world, and especially if you've come in through an acquisition uh, where you didn't have to go through the interview process, you are almost always uh, not the smartest person in the room. And so the opportunity to learn is tremendous. And so in starting my own company, you know, uh, had the opportunity to take on a whole bunch of different types of learning and uh, building a company has been, you know, we've been at it for not too long now, but so far it's been a different type of fire hose and a totally different learning experience and just kind of like enjoying the ride uh, and hopefully producing something of value along the way. So tell us uh, a little bit about High Tide. Okay. So uh, High Tide is a platform that 
in its simplest sense, helps Shopify merchants turn their Instagram followings into SMS subscribers. In sort of a longer version of this, D2C, but specifically the Shopify ecosystem, is currently riding a pretty dramatic wave of uh, growth related to SMS marketing. You, you know, if you're reading about Shopify marketing, for example, one of the first things you'll come across is card abandonment uh, texts or Black Friday text messaging around uh, sort of tentpole marketing events. The performance that's come from text marketing in the last few years, particularly driven by some really great marquee uh, leaders in the space like PostScript, Attentive, um, and many others, uh, has really transformed how marketers think about reaching their, their audience, particularly in the U.S., um, consumers in the U.S. I'm quite familiar with this channel. Um, and yet the wave of innovation that has come on the, from the actual text platform side and even on the carrier side has not been matched uh, in terms of innovation when it comes to uh, actually acquiring phone numbers and acquiring consumer consent for marketing messages. Um, most of the uh, phone numbers that are acquired by brands these days from uh, from consumers that want to receive marketing messages from them come from what uh, you and I are both very familiar with from a, from a consumer standpoint, which is you go to a website, you're browsing around, you get a pop-up and that pop-up offers you a discount or maybe a coupon or maybe cash back is a, a more recent variation of this. But that experience, while it's driving a huge amount of growth, is you know kind of siloed to the to the on website experience. And so what High Tide is doing is bringing um, you know a whole bunch of really cool acquisition tools to social, specifically starting with Instagram and direct messaging to uh, acquire opt ins for for text marketing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think you know especially. Like in the meta world and, you know, Instagram, it's uh, like there, there are a lot of programs that different brands are using. In it, and I know that, um, you know, some of your focus is uh, with the influencer world and getting some of that audience to engage and uh, to uh, sign up and provide their details so that they can get special offers or uh, giveaways or in like. Um, you know, and that that in turn helps the brand lit, continue list building, but then also potentially get an increase in followership um, uh, on the on the platforms as well. Can you talk a little bit about what that user journey is on High Tide, and you know why it's important? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm going to describe how High Tide works from the point of view of someone that is encountering the tool for the first time as a user or as an Instagram uh, user. And then I'll get into some of the background of how the under the hood works for brands. So if you are active on Instagram, you're probably familiar with some of the engagement related campaigns that brands run today publishing content on Instagram. So there are a pretty wide variety of types of content you can produce from educational all the way down to promotional uh, if you're a brand looking to reach your consumer, a subset of these campaigns, which are probably like less in terms of like total percentage of, of posts that a, a brand does, but arguably one of the most important tactics are engagement posts. So these are posts that ask for some sort of interaction from the audience, whether that's a comment, whether that's, you know, the audience sharing back about themselves or uh, commenting about a particular item in the post or replying to a story or otherwise, um, you know, sharing or signing up for something. Um, I'm going to pick a very common example, which is a giveaway. And I'm going to describe this kind of format, you know, as it would play out on a brand page. And then I'm going to work in the influencer side of things. So 
your typical brand is running a giveaway once every either one to three months. Uh, and that giveaway is something of value, usually product or a combination of products that the brand is giving away to their followers in exchange for some sort of engagement, including sharing the post, tagging a friend, commenting something. And traditionally, that type of post has been executed with the, the objective of acquiring more followers. Um, acquiring followers on Instagram is super important. Building your, your ability to reach people for free, super important. But that's usually where it stops. What High Tide does is as the user is engaging with the giveaway post, for example, we enable the brand to send a direct message to the follower or to the user, to whoever's engaging with the post and ask them to either complete their entry or uh, sign up for um, additional value or take some sort of step that involves opting into text marketing. Um, and what's really cool is we do that privately in direct message, which are triggered from the post itself. So imagine you're tagging your friend because you want to enter the giveaway for you know a free Yeti cooler, for example. You'll receive a DM from the brand that's like, hey, thanks so much for entering the giveaway if you want you know additional entry or you know a 10% off coupon or something like that put your phone number in and we'll we'll text it to you and um, what high tide handles in that scenario is identifying that a user is engaging with a post taking through them taking them through a, a very short direct message automation and then ultimately passing the phone number off via a tap to text experience to whoever the actual text provider is for the brand like Postscript, Attentive, or Sendlane are our current partners. Amazing. So uh, we're really solving you know, the, the challenge of uh, brands being able to have greater reach to their followers from other channels outside of that one specific platform. Because you know, it, it like a, a big part of it too is that your consumer that is following you might not be on at a specific time when you make specific posts. So, you know, your reach might not be as high, but as soon as you start collecting like the SMS data, like SMS open rates are like 99% or like 95%, right? So you're constantly like engaging. That's very cool. Yeah. The, the, um, Kind of piggybacking off what you're describing, the the simplest description of why this is all important comes from the actual like influencer creator world, uh, where we were actually building before pivoting to the current solution, which we can talk about in a bit. There's a, a really kind of well traveled uh, train of thought in the creator world around the rented audience versus the owned audience. And what these creators are talking about in that case is social, um, anywhere where there's an algorithm between you and your audience, you can consider rented in that, you know, maybe you've you've built up that audience over time and you feel fairly confident about the ability to reach them, but you don't always have a one-to-one. -one. For example, you can post at a time when you think that post is most likely to reach an audience. There's a million different factors coming in between you and the, and the consumer, even if they are on Instagram at the time. So every, everybody knows this, everybody's familiar with it. The concept of an owned audience, on the other hand, is this is someone who, you know, I am almost certainly able to reach when I want to because I have a direct connection with them. And so uh, in our case, the Instagram post itself is the rented audience. You have, you know, 100,000 followers, maybe you you reach 10,000 of them on an average post versus SMS where it's an owned audience. You have that list of people who have explicitly raised their hand and said, "Hey, I'd be happy to hear from you with interesting stuff." And uh, when you hit send, 
that message is going to reach that consumer. And so that's what's really exciting about the solution we're building. It's essentially a bridge between this rented audience and this owned audience and helps turn more of the rented audience into an owned audience where you have more control over your destiny. Amazing. That's, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, switching gears a little bit. So I know, you know, we've, we've spoken a little bit about high tide, but outside of the platform and what it's solving for, what has it been like to build, you know, this startup? Uh, what's that journey been like? The journey has been. Well, I feel feel like we're 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 early in the journey, uh, and yet the journey has been really long. If that makes any sense, um, as you know well, having met me a pivot ago, we've uh, we've learned a lot along the way. Um, so the company is you know currently relatively small. We launched this this new product, High Tide, and really the you know the new company less than less than eight months ago. And prior to that, uh, had been working on some projects that were in a different space, which was the creator space, hence my kind of um, example from the creator space. I have, you know, felt felt uh, the experience that you can only feel as an entrepreneur of, you know, just getting punched in the face many times over on every specific potential problem you could run into along the way of building a company I've run into. Every, you know, learning experience is probably a better way to describe it. Uh, I've run into that too. And yet somehow on the other end of it, you know, building in its totality is just like an incredible adventure. And it's a lot of fun. It's a hell of a lot more fun than, you know, building even, even with full autonomy within a, within a bigger corporation. And so the startup experience has been really, really fun. There's many you know, been many experiences where I've had to learn, relearn lessons that, you know, as you might see, if you're watching the video, I have tons of books. I love reading, uh, especially reading business related books. Sometimes I feel like I waste my time reading because I can read something a dozen times. And until I experience it myself, I don't believe it. And and there's been many such cases um, where I've really had to, you know, relearn lessons I've learned in the past. But the, you know, in the three steps forward, two steps backwards rhythm of building a company, those three steps forward, Forward and, and making incremental progress on building something of value for others and, and hopefully building a, a company of value is is uh, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if you're a, kind of a lifelong learner like me, it's enjoyable, even with its knocks. What advice can you give, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneurs or startups? I very much echo this sentiment of there are a lot of lessons to be learned and there are things that you don't know that you don't know that you don't know. And until you don't get to the first degree of I don't know, you don't know the next sets of questions to ask. You know, I think uh, something that I strongly believe in is, and you know, this is in a bunch of books, it's if you're going to fail, fail fast and make sure you're learning along the way. And so that's something I try to incorporate. Like we, we move pretty fast at Digicom. We're learning a bunch of things where, you know, we're dabbling in building like some of our own tech and other times it's how do we make processes more efficient? How do we make reporting more efficient? Like, so there's a lot of things that work. And if you don't learn fast, it can, you know, that can not be great for your company, right? At least that's something like that, that advice that I, I like to give. But what are some pieces of advice you can give to other entrepreneurs, other startups? Yeah. Um, What's a piece of advice? I think like, as you were talking, I, I had one that came to mind, which is um, basically make make everything an experiment. So in in our work together, you know, Digicom and, and High Tide working on uh, you know some stuff in the ads world, like testing 
specifically A-B testing, campaign testing, messaging testing, content testing, you name it. That is literally the name of the game. And what's really interesting about building a business I found is that the more you can take that mindset into everything you do, the greater your chance of, of success. So to, you know, stretch that analogy out, you can test everything from, you know, hiring all the way down to your, you know, North Star as a company. Everything should be subject to change and testing, you should make informed, calculated bets, and then be ready to learn very quickly if the data suggests you're headed in the wrong direction. So for us, probably the most important change and test that we did in the in the short history of, uh, of our company so far resulted in the pivot to this SMS uh, related product. What we were doing uh, previously was working on a tool that helped creators and influencers better manage their incoming DMs and comments. And um, we built many, many different tools within that tool, continuously searching for something that would provide that like 10x aha value. And we weren't really, to be honest, we weren't really sure what we were looking for, but we kept shipping product, talked to literally, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of influencers and creators along the way. We decided at one point very late last year, maybe it was even early this year to take, to embark on an experiment and a test. And that test was, hmm, what would it look like if we took incoming DMs that a creator or influencer is receiving, just ask that audience member, hey, do you want to sign up for a text list? This didn't necessarily come out of any like super informed deep research, but the result that we saw was surprising and clearly, very clearly way better than way better than anything else we're doing. Um, and so it's for that us, 10 X, that 10 X and it, yeah. it was like, holy shit, what, why are we building anything else? This result is fantastic. Where else can we apply it? And what we ended up uh, realizing was that this is a great, really fantastic product for brands, you know, instead of what we were testing it for, which was creators who had their own brands and were selling on Shopify. This tool is actually better for scaled teams and teams that are looking to build, um, you know, big big, uh, big brands. You know, if we hadn't embarked on that test, we might have been, you know, pushing along stubbornly with our view of the world that was, you know, informed by the limited information we had at the time and still building this other tool, which, you know, I got to say, I'm really thankful that we found this SMS acquisition play because it's been working really, really well for our customers. And um, if we hadn't approached even that little test and experiment with an open mind, we probably wouldn't end up, you know, with what, you know, is starting to look like a really great, uh, great product. Amazing. That's just, uh, that's amazing. It's a hard lesson to learn because there's, there is a part of, you know, part of every entrepreneur or, you know, probably every, you know, campaign strategist, uh, anyone that's in, that's like testing things where you do have to bring a level of like conviction, but you have to, you have to kind of know what to look for and when to change your mind. And that can be really tough. And that's actually one of the fun things that I learned working with you and your team is like how that same mindset applies to testing ad strategies and acquiring audiences and finding leads and all the kind of lifeblood of a, of a business. So that's been really fun as well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I know, you know, we, we experimented on different campaign styles, different acquisition, white paper, direct to site, you know, content. So I appreciate you, uh, saying this couple, you know, couple more questions for you. You're, you're, you're building digital technology. Where do you see digital, you know, digital marketing going in the next five years? 
Oh, big question. Digital marketing in the, in the next five years. So the probably most obvious and most significant uh, shift that's happening is is the one I want to talk about, which is the move to more consumer choice and more privacy, specifically, you know, in the marketing world. So um, if you're, you know, listening to the podcast and you're following along with with you know, marketing in general, you're probably aware of all the changes that are coming in terms of cookies and Apple tracking changes and a whole bunch of shifts that are probably in the long term, in my personal opinion, really good for consumers, but that are really painful to kind of bear out, you know, in, in the short term um, for marketers that are, are really trying to reach consumers with relevant messages. So in the five-year time period, it's not going to get easier. It's going to get harder. When I say it, I mean, you know, finding the right person to send the right message to and owning your data and, you know, moving whatever audiences you already have as a brand or a marketer to an owned channel where you're sure to reach them. I mean, tremendously important. And the the writing is, I'm not sure what a better analogy is, but the writing's on the wall. Maybe maybe it's like the the banner, the like 50 foot banner is flying by in an airplane. Like everything from the, let's see, it's September, 2023 right now. And so Clavio just published their S1 and um, they are a you know, relatively big technology player in the space of, uh, of email marketing and now SMS marketing. And they're seeing tremendous, tremendous growth riding this, this wave of, of change because as marketers, it's continuing to be important to own your audience. And that's probably the dominant trend for the next five years, if not more. Because also, you know, while, while these changes are happening, they're so big that Google Apple, Meta, everyone involved that's of note is rolling them out relatively slowly. So I think the, you know, iOS tracking change happened probably quicker than the cookie change will, but this is like paramount importance for everyone in this industry. Yeah. And I think there's also like a large element of attribution, you know, with like the way we do uh, attribution planning and modeling on the back end for, for a lot of our partners, like that's to help alleviate because like we don't have like as much clear visibility as we did, you know, pre iOS 14, like pre iOS 14, we were over attributing, but you know, it was a lot easier to find the things that are working and drive growth post iOS 14. We lost visibility into a lot of tracking and and yeah, uh, like, you know, moving your followers into your CRM where, you know, you can reach them. Maybe at some point, I know with the new iOS, like 17 rollout, I think like we'll, there are a lot of uh, email companies that will lose tracking on like conversion tracking on email. But like, if you're looking at things from like a total business framework, and I know there are a lot of channels that play together, but uh, with the way we do custom modeling, we're, we're able to see, okay, this is what email did last touch. And this is how paid channels like impacted, you know, um, these other non-paid channels. And so what is the business efficiency and health? But again, like uh, Jesse, to your point, it is going to be important to, you know, be able to directly reach the consumer because there's going to be less and less visibility. That's something we've been experiencing and trying to solve for. It's basically like, you know, this like bomb has been thrown into, into, uh, into the marketing kind of landscape and, um, marketing is not going away. Advertising is not going away. Um, audience based advertising is not going away. There's just going to be different methods and some of those are going to take time to shape out. If you think of the incentives at play here, Apple has been, um, shaking things up to say the least and arguably they're one of the most advertising dependent, you know, of the top of the top market cap uh, technology companies because you know many of the most useful app experiences in the app store are are advertising 
enabled, uh, actually more than that, advertising dependent. So what will likely happen is a, a post, you know, different world uh, in five years where Apple is a much, much more important player in targeting and advertising rather than Apple removing the ability entirely for people to serve relevant messages to consumers. So anyway, um, anything could happen. And, and, and clearly, <laughs> like, you know, there's this crazy jockeying happening, probably, you know. There's Amazon and TikTok as kind of the dark horses uh, at the party, uh, likely to only get bigger and shake things up too. So it'll be exciting. Jesse, thanks for being uh, on our show today. Wanted to ask you one last question, and that is where can our listeners find you, learn more about High Tide and get in touch with you? Oh, uh, let's see. Um, the best place to find me is on uh, Twitter. My handle is, well, if you search my name, Jesse Clemens, last name C-L-E-M-M-E-N-S, you're likely to find me. Also on LinkedIn as well. And High Tide is spelled H-I-T-I-D-E. And you can find us at gohightide.com. If you're a brand or a marketer or someone that's just interested in SMS and, and the kind of cutting edge of things, drop me a note. Love to hear from you. And our, our demo button is at the top right of our site. So please come through and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have, a, have a good chat. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks so much.